Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, March 1st, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we're going to look at a passage from Luke's Gospel. But before we get to that, let's pray together. Let us pray. Jesus Christ, we thank you that no matter who we are, no matter what we've done, no matter what we will do, your grace and mercy cover us that nothing that we can do can set us outside the bounds of your love. And we pray this this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Friends, this Lenten season, we've been looking at the seven last words of Jesus. These are the things that Jesus spoke at the end of his life. And so today our passage comes from the 23rd chapter of Luke, verses 39 through 43. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding Jesus and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Tara, who are these other two men on crosses beside Jesus? Um, And we know Jesus died on the cross. Was, Was dying on the cross something special to Jesus? So these are people who have broken some sort of rule for the Roman Empire. And so, you know, we don't know from the text what that is. But crucifixion was a way of punishing those who uh, transgressed the boundaries of Roman law. But I think the more interesting part, too, is that it also, because it was so public and so graphic, it served as a warning. Yeah. This is what happens when you cross the empire. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what these two criminals did, but it's much like they have been on death row and now they are being executed. They're yeah. that they're those kind of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Jesus is in the middle of them. So what so what, how do we how do we understand this interaction? These the the maybe uh, the faith of these two criminals as they talk to Jesus. So I don't know you may um, what their particular faith background is, but what we have here are one person who knows that Jesus is supposed to be the Messiah yeah. and appeals to Jesus in the sense of, hey, aren't you supposed to be this great guy? You should save me. Um, and then the other person uh, recognizes that someone innocent is being condemned and that as a criminal, they have something to be condemned for. And Jesus does not. And I think that for that person, that is the convicting element of recognizing who Jesus is. Hmm. What do you think? Yeah, we kind of have, you know, two diff- completely different responses to Jesus. We have we have one that responds with a 
demand uh, a mock. This is the kind of the third mocking done upon Jesus, where it says, you know, if you're if you can save yourself, if you're the Messiah, if you're the Savior, if you're the Son of God, save yourself. Um, and I think it's so interesting that this second criminal, um, as he humbly comes, as he confesses to what he's done wrong, uh, and he asks Jesus to remember him, Jesus saves him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, and kind of the irony of all these people saying, save yourself, Jesus. Jesus, in that moment, reaches out to this person very much on the outside of society as he has all of Luke um, and saves him. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because the first criminal um, is mocking, but also very much clinging to life. Yeah. I want this to end. But the second criminal is thinking of the eternal, that there is a God and he has transgressed God's law. Um, and so that's really interesting to me, the two different perspectives um, that you have there. And because the second criminal recognizes that there is a God, then he also believes that Jesus in some way is able to welcome him into God's kingdom. For me, he's almost like one of the most faithful people in scripture because there is no reason right now to believe Jesus is the Messiah. Right. This is literally, there are no crowds following Jesus. We have not seen Jesus just perform a miracle. The criminal, I assume this is the first time he's seen Jesus. He's probably heard Mm -hmm. of him before, but this is the first time he's seen Jesus. And it's when Jesus is literally at his worldly weakest. Mm -hmm. And it's in that moment. And that's interesting, too, because we also know previously um, when Jesus says, who, who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you are the Messiah. Jesus says, God revealed that to you, hmm. not anyone else. And so that does make me feel that there is something supernatural here, that this yeah. person is given this gift of recognizing who Jesus is. Um, we don't know a lot about them, but we do know even as Jesus hung in the cross, hung on the cross in pain, he still welcomed other people in. Mm. And, and, and that's so important to specifically the gospel writer, Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, is the only, this is the only one of the gospels where these criminals speak. I, I believe in Mark, it just says the criminals uh, derided him. And, uh, and Matthew, I don't even think, mentions them. But in Luke, he makes sure to point out that even in, at the end of Jesus' life, he is reaching out to those who have been rejected by society, uh, whether that's, mm-hmm. they should be. Right. <laughs> um, but that grace of Jesus Christ will reach out even when Jesus has nothing left to give. Yes, and it's interesting to me because we believe that um, confession of Jesus Christ, right? We, to join the church, you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. This person confesses their own sinfulness. Mm. And even recognizing that, Jesus welcomes them into the kingdom. Um, That should be a model for us, right? A recognition of who we are and an ability to say it, Yeah, I think, and identify it. 
Well, today we're going to close with a quote from Dostoevsky's The Brothers Karamazov. Above all, don't lie to yourself. The man who lies to himself and listens to his own lie comes to a point that he cannot distinguish the truth within him or around him, and so loses all respect for himself and for others. And having no respect, he ceases to love. Thank you all for joining us. We'll be back on Wednesday for another lift. If you enjoyed the quote, you can go to rocketsthelift.com where you can find the quote and who said it. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.